Welcome to the New Orleans Saints podcast here on Monday uh, after a big, big, big Saints win. I'm John DeShazer in the big seat by myself. Caroline Gonzalez has bailed on me. Uh, this is usually her thing, but, you know, she does what she does. Uh, we're brought to you by SeatGeek. And, uh, man, did we have a game for you on Sunday at CenturyLink Field in Seattle. Uh, our guest today, Rod Walker, columnist for the New Orleans Advocate, who is still in Seattle, was there all week long during the Saints preparations and obviously the victory. So we'll talk to Rod in depth about the game. But I think uh, Saints fans who probably were in a bit of a panic when Drew Brees tore that thumb ligament and why not? The Saints had not won a single game without Drew Brees since 2006. Um, but they pulled out a big, big one at Seattle. Um, I don't know how anyone couldn't be impressed with what they saw from the Saints Overall, a really thorough performance, offense, defense, special teams. Everybody scores. Uh, as linebacker Demario Davis might say, everybody eats. And so Saints play extremely well on the road. And um, that's what you have to do in the NFL. If you want to win your division, one, you've got to take care of business at home. Uh, you'd like to be 6-2 and two to undefeated at home. And certainly, if you can split your road schedule, uh, that's a big thing in the NFL, man. And the Saints are built to win just about anywhere right now. Well, not just about anywhere. The Saints are built to win anywhere right now. So they leave that long road trip, go from L.A. to Seattle, split that road trip against two of the teams that are expected to contend for division titles and teams that, you know, hope to make playoff runs. So that's a huge, huge win for the Saints. The first win, as I mentioned, without Drew Brees. That is the fourth game this team has played without Drew Brees since two, since 2006. Only the second game he has missed due to injury. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater comes in, plays a fantastic game, uh, manages it extremely well, extremely efficient in Drew Brees' absence. And the Saints able to post that win, go to 2-1, and one, heading into the Sunday night game against the Dallas Cowboys. So, again, I'm John DeShazer, and we are brought to you by SeatGeek. Trying to find tickets to football games or any other live event can be complicated. There's hundreds of sites and shady pricing. With SeatGeek, you can do everything in one place. Search for and discover the best deals on seats, buy from any device, and sell and transfer tickets in just a couple of taps. With the deal score technology, they rank the most valuable seats based on price, location, historical data, and more. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. So, again, if you need some tickets, get to SeatGeek. Man, they got whatever it is you need. They can place you. But right now, we're going to get into this show, and coming up, we're going to be sitting down and talking with Rod Walker, columnist, New Orleans advocate. Uh, so, Rod, you're still in Seattle, uh, probably going to be there long enough to pay state taxes uh, if you don't get home pretty soon, man. <laughs> how, how, now, I hadn't done a road trip like this in a long time. How long have you been on the road? Uh, well, I left for L.A. with the Saturday before the Rams game, so. I've been gone a long time, and you know I didn't get to, I didn't go to London back in um, what 2017. So yeah, this is my first time being away uh, during the season with the Saints. This long, you know, other than training camp in West Virginia a couple of years back. But yeah, so it's been a long trip. Ready to get back home myself. Man, I tell you what, we got in early this morning, but uh, but <laughs> I was I was ready. I, I wouldn't have cared if we would have got home at six in the morning, just as long as we were back in 
in Louisiana. What time? What time are you getting back today? I, I don't. I don't. I'm almost embarrassed to tell you this. But I don't get back until like 10 o'clock tonight, and my uh, job. I'm flying from Seattle to Atlanta, <laughs> so I'm actually passing New Orleans, uh, and then uh, I get back at like I said, like a 10 something tonight. So it'll be really late when I get back. Uh, a really long flight. I mean, you know, taking me about 10 hours to get home if you include the layover. But obviously, there's some time differences in there as well but yeah it's gonna be a long day for me that is what they call a travel day ladies and gentlemen that that's the life of <laughs> sports writers sometime a, co- a columnist and sports writer sometime so so we're gonna we're gonna reflect on the game now obviously uh, saints pull one out didn't pull one out actually they were pretty thorough about it uh 33 against Seattle on the road at CenturyLink Stadium and you were there uh, what was the thing that jumped off the page for you Rod? Uh, I think for me the thing that uh, really jumped out was just how convincing. I mean, the score ended up being close, but, you know, Seattle scored late. But, I mean, this game was, you know, they took care of business. And uh, I actually picked the Saints to win this game, but I picked it to be 21-20. I thought it would be really close, and I just thought they'd just sort of, you know, find a way to win it late. But they didn't have to. I mean, they just, you know, Deontay Deontay Harris kind of started things off, and they got a touchdown from the defense. And when you have a new quarterback like Teddy taking off the drill, I mean, those kind of things – help and make it easy for him and you know he you know he came in did a solid job as well so it was, it was a really um, impressive win just all across the board i mean they did everything right they needed to do and um you know that that's what this team's gonna have to do you know with, with drew Brent being out i mean it's gonna take a complete effort and that's what they got yesterday yeah i know the defense said you know they might have to pitch a shutout and everything and obviously they didn't pitch a shutout but man um you know uh, three fourth down stops they got the turnover and the scoop and score uh, really did a good job, even though they gave up a lot of yards. But man, they, I, I thought you know, the, I thought those numbers were extremely deceiving, uh, considering uh, the result that they were able to put up, especially uh, able to get the team out to a twenty-seven to seven lead, and and then kind of you know down the stretch maybe holding you know just holding on and you know keeping plays in front of them. But I thought the defense did a real good job, even though they didn't didn't sack Russell Wilson, uh, did a really good job of keeping Seattle in check. What what were your thoughts about the D? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I looked at the stats after the game. I saw the, you know, Seattle had thrown for 406 yards. I was actually surprised by that because, I mean, they had a couple of big plays, but it didn't feel like they had thrown for that many yards to me. But, I mean, a lot of that came late in the, you know, the game was sort of out of reach. And obviously Seattle was having to play catch-up, so they were throwing the ball a lot anyway. I mean, Russell threw it 50 times, I think. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was the thing. I mean, in the defense, they, they've steadily gotten better at stopping the run. Uh, I looked at the numbers last night, and they, the, num- the numbers have gone down the past three games, and a lot of that obviously had to do with, you know, Anya Mata returning, and they'll get even better whenever Sheldon Rankin gets back. So, I mean, this team is, I think the defense is going to be in really good shape um, once they get all the pieces back. And, um, you know, well, Alex Anzalone is out now, but the team is, you know, they played a lot of nickel yesterday, uh, uh, playing with two linebackers. So, I mean, that that says a lot about this team, too. I, you know, they're able to miss a piece and, and keep on going. So, um, I think you know, that, that speaks well for the team. Okay, now now here's the big question. Does Teddy get to feel some love for a week, Teddy Bridgewater? Oh, definitely. I think he, uh, <laughs> I think he got the skeptics off his back. There were a lot of people who were scared to turn his offense over to him. And, you know, we wrote some stories last week. And, all, you know, you look at the comments on social media, like people wanting Taysom to, to, to start. And I, I think Teddy did enough to, to show that he can run his offense. And, you know, they – they tweaked it a little bit. I mean, you saw Kamara got a lot of touches on, on um, 
Sunday. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is an offense that, I mean, Teddy, can, he can run it. And like I said, he doesn't have to go out and just win games for the Saints. So I don't think. I think he has enough pieces around him that they can probably get it done without him just going out being Superman. You know, I thought he looked real poised out there. I mean, I you know, you couldn't see any sense of of panic in him. It, you know, do you did you get that feel from him? Yeah, I did. I thought as the game progressed, I mean, you know, you got the second or third quarter, you could tell he was really comfortable. And I think that's just what it's going to take for him. I mean, you need to get some reps in with those starters. I mean, he went into this entire week with the game plan, knowing it was centered around his, you know, his skill set. And I, I think it, it showed as the game went on yesterday. And um, I think we'll see that even more next week. He'll be, you know, totally fine next week against Dallas. You know, would you consider this one of Sean Payton's finest hours? I mean, obviously – the Super Bowl, NFC Championship game win, uh, those have to go at the top of the ladder. But w- would these would this qualify as one of his finest hours as a head coach? Yeah, I mean, it's his first first win without Drew Brees. You know, Sean didn't want to make a lot out of that on yesterday. But, I mean, that, that's a big deal. And Seattle, that's a tough place to play. I mean, I don't, you know, you don't just go to Seattle and, and win games. So, I mean, for him to be able to do that um, says a lot. Now, this is a Seattle team that, they, you beat them in Seattle, but I mean, I still think this is a Seattle team, which is why I didn't. This is why I picked the Saints. I mean, Seattle, you know, they struggled against the Bengals, and then they beat the Steelers, who had, you know, lost Ben Roethlisberger in that game. So I still wasn't really sure how good Seattle actually is, and you know, we'll know, you know, as the season goes on. But uh, you know, if Sean can somehow beat this Dallas team, that's you know, one of the hottest teams in the league, if not the hottest team in the league, you know, they're putting up 30 points a game. If they can. Get this win Sunday in the dome and, and move it three and one. I mean that would just that would be Sean's um, finest hour on the you know outside of the playoffs and Super Bowl. Obviously, are this offensive line that we it's a highly touted offensive line and it struggled some with penalties anyway the last couple of games. Uh, you know is is that something that's going on through the league? Because I saw yesterday actually where uh, the officials or, or Head of officials had a conference call uh, with the with um, officials, and, and basically they were discussing the holding calls. Is that, you know, is that kind of slowing up the game? I guess all all the holds because I know holding calls were were pretty much running at at an all time high for a while there. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I saw it scroll across my screen last night about I think the penalties were up sixty six percent. I think, and uh, that's something that the the refs have addressed. Uh, but you know, look at you look at some of the Saints' penalties on Sunday, and I sort of stopped counting after the, I guess maybe the second quarter. But I mean, they had a lot of pre-snap penalties. I mean, just false starts, and obviously that could have had something to do with you know adjusting to a new quarterback and also playing in front of a crowd. That's you know one of the loudest crowds in the league. But uh, I think that's something that this team they'll have to get it worked out. I mean, cause they they have had more than usual, and like I said, I don't know if it's the league or. If it was playing in front of that crowd yesterday or what it was. But, uh, yeah, that's something they definitely will have to, you know, work the kinks out on because, you know, it can come back and bite you uh, in big moments. But it seemed like it did get better in the second half yesterday. I don't know if that was because I started writing more and <laughs> maybe missed out on something. But I know early, early in the game, and, and, I mean, the Saints, they took the crowd out of the game. So, I mean, I think you take the crowd out, some of those penalties that are caused by that crowd noise that obviously goes away so I think that helped as well yeah I think it pretty much torpedoed the first two drives but they got the punt return for touchdown and then uh and then got the defensive touchdown and that really really kind of squashed on the crowd and then they were able to get an offensive touchdown that and that almost sealed it right there before halftime a 20 to 7 lead uh 
So, yeah, I thought they did a lot of good stuff right there. Now, now I got to ask you this. Alvin Kamara, is there anything else we can say about him? Uh, he's incredible, man. I, um, <laughs> I, I, I ended up staying up really late last night and just looking at every game that he played and just kind of look up some numbers. And, you know, this team is 8-0 when, when Kamara touches the ball 20 times. So, um, I don't know, you know, that could be a matter of Sean deciding to feed him the ball or if that's a matter of, you know, the game, for the game sort of dictates how many carries he gets. But, I mean, this team does really well when he touches the ball a lot. And he had, what, 25 touches on yesterday, which is the second most he's had in his career. And, uh, I mean, you know, he thrives in it. And, he, you know, he, he likes the ball. And when he, he does something with it, I mean, and look at some of the quotes that the Rams players had to say about Alvin. I mean, they were really impressed. I mean, these were guys who, who hadn't seen Alvin in person before. And uh, so they were really impressed with what they, what they saw. And, uh, yeah, he, he's just remarkable. And he's, he's a guy that, you know, with, with Breeze being out of press, I mean, Alvin's going to have to be the guy that sort of carry this team, uh, you know, on, on offense. I think uh, Peyton said yesterday he, he mentioned his strength. I think that's something that might be a little bit overlooked with him because, you know, he – I guess he came in as a kind of third down back, a you know quote unquote finesse guy, and seems like the more he handles it, the stronger he gets as the game goes along. Is that is that what you see? Yeah, and his, I think it's his strength and his balance. I mean, they hit this guy; he just bounces off, and you think he's going down, and all of a sudden he, the pile's still moving. I mean, he's just he's, he's fun to watch, and um, uh, just. Just everything. Every time he touches the ball, you sort of think something's gonna happen, and you know he's why this offense is the way it is. All right, right now we're gonna get you out of here on this on our Seat Geek question of the day, uh, and the question is I gotta set it up first. Um, obviously, everybody knows Drew Brees is out with the with a torn thumb ligament and, and the surgery and everything, and perception perceptions of the Saints I think shifted somewhat. Uh, now that we've seen them in action for a game without Drew Brees. Do the perceptions shift back, as in this is a team that's very much capable of, of with Drew Brees out still being able to, to, to contend and, and hold its position until he gets back and, and stay afloat and be in contention to win the division and, and make a run in the playoffs? Do the perceptions change back to that now that they won a game without him? Yeah, I think it definitely does, especially when you look at the Saints schedule. You know, here you, get, you got Dallas and – and I might be a little off on the order here, but you got Dallas, Jacksonville, Tampa, Arizona. Uh, I think the Falcons are in there in, in this next stretch. I think those are winnable games. You know, Dallas is probably the biggest challenge they got coming in the next, you know, four, four or five weeks. And I think um, I think that's a winnable game too. So I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't be totally shocked if this team, if, if Breeze comes back and this team might be a one-loss team. Then I mean, you just I just think that that win yesterday said that much about this team but but even if they lost to Dallas this week I think you know I still think they had a bunch of winnable games and uh, so I think the team's in, in really good shape and you look at the division I mean everybody else is the Saints aren't game up and everybody else is one and two and uh, so I just think everything's sort of setting up well for this team obviously can't afford too many more injuries but I think the team's in, in pretty good shape especially after what we saw yesterday all right Rod hey we appreciate your time and we thank you as always and uh Get home at some point today, but until then, we'll see. We'll see you when you get back in town. All right, thank you. All right. Well, that'll be it for the New Orleans Saints podcast today, Monday. Uh, the Saints again, big, big winners over the weekend. 
Looking forward to that Sunday night game against Dallas uh, at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Uh, we want to thank Rod Walker, our guest, for joining us. Rod, a friend of the program and a really good guy. And check him out at the New Orleans Advocate, uh, an extremely good columnist. We love to check in on his work. Uh, and he's a guy who you know, obviously has been following the Saints, so he's got really good insight on what they do. And he has columns on other topics to, as well. You know, Rod can really find some things that – that are off the beaten path that really turn out to be really good stories. Again, we're brought to you by SeatGeek, and uh, we're really happy that you joined us. Uh, another piece of SeatGeek. Best of all, listeners will get $20 off their first purchase when they use the SeatGeek app. So get on that SeatGeek app. Use the code GOSAINTS at checkout. That's all caps, GOSAINTS at checkout, SeatGeek. Let's go. I'm John DeShazer for Caroline Gonzalez. This is the New Orleans Saints podcast on Monday and we will see you again on Wednesday. Take care and join in.